0: Today's scripture passage comes from John, the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses one to nine. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, Let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated.
1: Good morning, Church. Today is our um, Sunday, uh, actually uh, Palm Sunday uh, that we remember and celebrate uh, that Jesus entered into Jerusalem. Uh, it is triumphal entry, um, kind of looking at it from uh, knowing in the end, but certainly uh, it was a moment of tension. And having said that, uh, this year and this Sunday, um, I would like to look at it from a uh, different perspective. Uh, the way that Jesus entered into uh, Jerusalem with the title called, Entering Into the Test. Our faith journey needs to go through the testing period. I know that many of our students in college, uh, you're going through exam time. Um, it's like never ending. Uh, you begin new semester and your professor gives you a syllabi or a schedule and already you know, there's a midterm and a final. And I will say that the end of final means a new semester and uh, you think that uh, school is pretty bad. Uh, but trust me, once you graduate from school, uh, you are entering into the real test of uh, your life. I remember uh, when I was a student, uh, I didn't really enjoy test or exam, but I remember those days that, you know, just want to get it over with, right? Because you want to be free, uh, you want to play, you want to have some time on your own. But realize that uh, life is full of tests. When you enter into workplace, you will be tested, whether you have a skill, whether you are capable of managing uh, the task. Uh, they will test you whether you'll be good enough to stay in the workplace. Uh, when you get a new position, you'll be tested uh, whether you can really manage and work together with other people. When you get married, uh, you'll be tested, of course, going through a season of uh, honeymoon, uh, but very soon uh, you'll be tested your character, personality, uh, your patience, uh, you'll be tested through um, relationship as well. And those of you who have children, uh, you are being tested every single day uh, because God loves to test you through children because you can never run away. And those are good way of God really testing you and stretching you as well. And so are our faith journeys as well. As we receive our Lord Jesus Christ as a savior, there's a joy of salvation. There's a power, conviction, new purpose, and there's a new meaning in our lives. But very soon, we go through a season of spiritual test. There are temptations, struggles. There are times that we lose our focus. And there are times that we feel like giving up and taking a break even from spiritual journey. What we realize is that uh, the Son of God, Messiah, even Jesus, there was no exception, that Jesus also went through the test. Uh, Palm Sunday is a day that we celebrate Jesus entering into Jerusalem, but from perspective, we can say that Jesus actually entered into the testing. Uh, the ultimately at the cross, he was tested, and he knew that he would be arrested in Jerusalem. He knew he would be tested, and yet he did not avoid or escape, but he went into Jerusalem. Verse four says, then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, meaning all he knew, I mean, that it would happen to him that he will be arrested, he'll be tested, he'll be questioned, he will be crucified. And he came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? Uh, but those of us who know the gospel, when Jesus began public ministry in the desert, he will be tested. In the beginning of his earthly ministry, in the end of his ministry, he was being tested. So whether we like it or not, our life is full of tests. From beginning, I would say, until we have our final breath, we will be tested. But why does God allow such tests in our lives? I know that many of you are going through testing season. Some of you are going through difficult journeys. Uh, some of you are going through testing of your uh, character, your integrity, meaning of life, being tested in your faith, being tested in your relationship in many, many aspects. And what happens through these tests? And why does God allow tests in our lives? There are two things that I wanna share with you based on today's passage. Number one, truth being revealed through the test. As we read and meditate today's passage, there are questions, a repeated question, And Jesus actually asking these questions whom do you seek? And in verse 7, whom do you seek? And he answers in verse 5, I am he. Verse 8, I told you that I am he. And I feel like, in you know, the same way, that he is asking you a question through the test Whom do you seek? Who are you looking for? What are you looking for? In your life. And as we go through testing season, those are the times that the truth, who we really are, and our true faith come out. Our identity, our call, the purpose, why we exist. Jesus did not avoid, and these are dangerous questions that Jesus is asking dangerous questions, why? Because once Jesus is asking these questions, he has no way out, no way to escape or to go around. And yet through these very difficult questions that he is revealing his identity. Jesus came to teach, Jesus came to heal, Jesus came to feed and cast out evil spirit and all those amazing things. But at the the end, the core, his truth was written in verse 9. This was to fulfill the word that he has spoken of those whom you gave me. I have lost not one. Teaching, healing, performing miracles and gathering the crowd, yes, those were important, and yet the essence of his ministry was to, redeem, redeem and bring salvation. That we as a church, and we as Christians, it is the same. When we go through testing season, that's when who we really are being revealed. We can fake it, we can pretend. We can be stretched. But when there's a test, our core essence and where we are revealed. Actually the word test came from Latin word testum and testum was used as to examine and purify. And whether it's a pure, a gold or a silver, you go through the fire, and actually all those impure things being filtered and comes out so that you make it, the gold or silver, pure as possible. And that was the word testum, the test. In the same way, God does not allow test in order for us to fail. But God allows tests so that we will be pure, to sanctify us, to make us to be closer to God. Again, the purpose of test is not to fail us, but to redeem us and make us whole. And that's why Jesus is saying in verse 9 that I will not lose any single person. Many times that we regret or re-blame God or blame circumstance during test season, but God's intention is that through test, God wants to filter what is ungodly, your stubbornness, your pride, your personal ambition, your greed. You know, I received call to be a pastor, um, you know, 25 years ago or 30 years ago. My intention, my heart, you know, I love church. I love serving people. I realized that as I became intern and going into seminary and becoming a pastor, there each season, each year is like going through a test. Going through a test. Going through the Initiation. The season, I remember even taking over um, LPC as a, a lead pastor doing KM and EM, A season of two and a half years of uh, Reverend Nim being detained, I felt like it was test. And as soon as that was over, COVID, we're going through a test. And coming out from post-COVID, we're going through a Test. And yet, through all these different seasons of testing, God is filtering ungodly things, impure motives, our worldly perspective, so that more and more we cling on to Jesus. So are you. You are getting tested as a parent. You're getting tested because they are infants uh, testing uh, certain things and you think that that's over as they become teenagers you're going through a different testing as an empty nester you're going through a different testing as well even workplace you go through testing as an employee the first year entry a uh, brand new and then you go through a test as a manager you go through a test as an executive Same thing in our calling and ministry as well. But through those things, what God reveals is that there are a lot of ungodly things that we need to let go until the end. So God is committed to save us. God is committed to sanctify us until the end. But during that time, what we realize is that what is the core of making us who we are? What are you? Who are you? What is the most important thing of your life? Even after COVID, I I can hear, you know, Pastor Charles even greeting today. Like, those of you who are worshiping online, like, we haven't seen you for the last three years. Uh, Next Easter Sunday, you know, please come out of of grave, Right? (laughs) Please come out to be resurrected, right? And it's not out of legalism or anything like that, right? It's just out of pastoral heart. We want to see you. We care for you. And yet, we have temptation. We go through tests each season. And the test is like, is our spirituality all about convenience? Is it really about our individual needs and wants and wishes? Or is there something bigger purpose? A few weeks ago, um, our elders and Pastor Charles and I, we met with the Russian congregation leaders. You know, the last three years was tough for our Russian congregation members. You know, they had an issue with the COVID, and there was a tension between people who are vaccinated and not vaccinated. The war broke out in Russia and Ukraine, and yet, through all those testing, uh, two weeks ago we heard the testimony actually our Russian congregation grew rapidly and actually uh, they're one of the largest congregations in GTA when it comes to Russian congregation. Praise the Lord. And yet as I met some of the members, like people from Russia, people from Ukraine, they're worshipping together. Because through all those testing seasons, they realize that, you know what, it's not about the politics. It's not about COVID, but the gospel brings us together. We exist for the gospel. It's not about our status. It's not about our fame. But ultimately, when we go into the testing season, our truth and who we are, what we truly believe, being revealed. As your family, as your marriage, as your children, as your students are going through testing, through failure or difficulties, what are you made of? And who are you? you see, all these things are revealed. And realize that there's a gap between what God set aside for our lives and where we are. But again, I asked you, I mentioned it to you, the purpose of test is not, therefore, you're failed. But God is calling us, inviting us to get back. And God is saying, inviting us to fill the gap, and not on our own, but God, by His grace, He will fill the gap. And He's inviting us to get back, and inviting us to come back to Him. And that is the gospel. If we truly believe in the power of the gospel, therefore, even though there is a gap, and through the test we realize we lack so much and we fail all the time, and yet we are able to respond back to the gospel and come back to him. And that is the truth of the gospel. Maybe the Holy Spirit is inviting you back to come to Him. Secondly, the consequences of choice being revealed through the test. Jesus' ultimate test was the cross. Cross was where suffering and glory being exchanged. And I will say, at the cross, suffering and glory, they meet. But as we struggle through suffering and glory and hardship and difficulties, no one will choose suffering. It is darn difficult. As we go through the testing season, what would you choose? And what do you normally choose? Maybe some of us, we're choosing wrong things. And maybe that is the reason why we're stuck with the same test for last 20, 30 years. It is very interesting because Judas Iscariot chose in verse 2, Judas who betrayed him also knew the place, and G- uh, Judas chose money. Judas chose the world over Jesus. I wonder how many of us would choose world, money, and other things over Jesus. When things are good, Judas, I mean, he was part of the finance team. Right? Jesus, yeah, Judas was there. You know, when things are good, we, we have no problem following Jesus. When, when there's a test, how many of us will fall into this category becoming like Judas? It wasn't just Judas. What about Peter? Verse 10. Then Simon Peter having a sword, a druid, and struck the high priest's servant. You know, Peter, a man of temper, right? Extreme, right? Some of us will choose our temper, our pride, protecting on our own. We'll revenge. We'll kill someone. What do we choose? But at the end of the day, what we choose reflects who we are. When we are a sinner, of course, as John Calvin teaches us, you know, there's a total depravity that we as a sinner, we're blind that we can only choose sin. We cannot choose what is good. But by the grace of God, the power of the gospel, and the work of the Holy Spirit, you and I, we responded to the gospel and we have new nature. And then I'll say, before we knew Christ, all we could do was to choose and live in the sin, but now you and I were going through this battle of a new nature and old nature. Each season and each day, you and I we go through a battle, right? Are we going to choose the spirit? Are we going to choose the flesh? And when we are tested, what do we choose? And that was the story of Job. Satan was accusing Job in front of God and saying, God, the reason why Job is worshiping you is because you have blessed him with money, children, security, comfort of life. You take any of those, he's not going to worship you. He's not going to follow you. That was the test. In the same way, Satan is accusing all of us, the reason why Jason is serving is because he has it good. The reason why so-and-so is coming out to church and worshiping is because they have everything. You take away any of those, let's see if they will be worshiping you. what would be your choice so cross was a place where there's a suffering pain punishment curse but on the other hand jesus turns into grace the blood of jesus christ and life forgiveness and jesus chose to spill his blood at the cross At the test, what we spill over reveals who we are. Are we able to still forgive? Are we still able to give our life?
0: It is easy for us to
1: say, Jesus, you are everything. All we need is you. And yet I have seen many of us, when things don't work out at school, when we fail to get into certain program, we quit church. I have seen many cases who are so passionate and serving, and yet when they fail to get position, they stop coming out to church. But on the the other hand, I have seen some of our brothers and sisters going through persecution and literally losing something that is so dear to them and yet still hold on to Jesus Christ. I'm not saying preaching down to you, but I'm preaching to me. Why would I choose? When there are times that we cannot have everything, and we can choose only one. Can we choose to follow Christ? That's why I think life is full of tests, because uh, in the end, we let go of everything. And in the end, we will see Jesus only Jesus face to face. So through the test, there is a separation between crowd and the disciples. And not to say disciples were perfect and they chose the right thing. No, they did not choose the right thing. They betrayed, they ran away, and yet they chose to come back. During the test, they realized that they were seeking false glory. Once they recognized who Jesus truly is, They were able to pursue true glory, the glory of the gospel. What kind of glory are we seeking? Whose glory are we seeking? Through the test, we realize that we've been seeking someone else's glory and our own glory but in the end, we come to realize that what is the most important thing we begin to choose. Uh, some of you are aware, uh, but actually, um, I was in uh, Israel uh, for 10 days with our Korean congregation members. And it was a really blessed uh, journey, but more than anything, just going through uh, places you know where Jesus ministered. You know the Sea of Galilee, uh, where Jesus called his disciples out, and even the place where Jesus, you know, called Peter after betraying three times, restoring him, eating breakfast, and asking, Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me? It was a place of restoration. When I was there, I feel like God was really revealing the purpose very why I began ministry. Jason, do you love me? I still remember the visually like going through Jerusalem, climbing up where Jesus took the cross and the path of the cross. As much as it was really blessed, but it was really challenging because the road to the cross, where Jesus headed, taking up the cross, he was not thinking about popularity. He was not thinking about fame or growing his ministry in numbers. But at the end, it was really about following God's will. As much as you and I were so busy thinking about, you know, what's the package? What's the deal that we need to, we're entitled? And I'm not saying, you know, those are like, we need to be completely like dismiss all of those. But at the end, when we have to choose, what do we ultimately choose? Is it cross? Is it Jesus? Or are we going to choose something else? Again, it's not to punish or condemn, but for us to recognize once again and to get back to the heart of the gospel. Then again, this week uh, there was uh, our English Presbytery in Philadelphia, so uh, we went. Pastor Charles, uh, Pastor Jason Yeo from Uptown, and Elder Slaba uh, from Russian ministry. Uh, we went and it was a bit stretching for me uh, after uh, the trip to Israel, but I decided to go for a short one night, two days, because um, it was held in Philadelphia, Antioch Church, uh, Reverend Ho, who is good friend of Reverend Lim, which I respect. Uh, And he's retiring this year. And I heard that last week, uh, last year, he was uh, almost actually uh, in the risk of uh, losing his life. And he's retiring and he's giving final seminars. So I wanted to go and hear what he had to say as he's wrapping up his uh, ministry. And he made huge impact globally doing missions Solid ministry, you know, great revival speaker, you know, planting many churches. And I wanted to hear what he had to say as he's wrapping up. And, you know, it was actually very moving. Uh, He said, you know, my purpose and my vision was never about grow the church in number. But is our church gospel preaching is our church discipleship making. And it hit me really hard. What is the core essence that we do at, we do church? And someone who think globally, you know, uh, but he lost last year during his uh, illness, he lost 50 pounds and his wife is going through dementia where she cannot even feed or uh, clean herself. And every morning now, he goes home, feeding, taking care of his wife, and you know, doing that at the end. You know what he said? Mission starts home. Mission starts with your spouse. Mission starts with your children. As we are going to the airport, I told Pastor Charles, Elder Slava, and Pastor Jason, let's be good to our our spouse. Let's be good to our children. I think at the end, I'm not saying now, therefore don't go out for missions. That's not what I'm saying. But what are we doing? And what is most important? At the end, that you and I, we are the followers of Jesus Christ. And we follow Christ. We believe in the gospel. And let the power of the gospel be revealed in our everyday life. And our missions starts where we are. So, brothers and sisters, until the end, life is full of tests. And... Some of you are going through a very, very complicated, difficult, stretching test. But I hope and pray that in that season, you'll be able to cling onto Jesus and let the blood and the power of the gospel spill through your life. And if you feel like you're failing, you know what? There's a grace for you to get back. Let me close today's message. Our faith grows stronger through the test. Let's pray together. You know, we are not Jesus. If possible, we want to avoid. Unlike Jesus. And yet... There are still many tests that you and I cannot escape. In fact, uh, you are going through the test. Uh, Maybe some of you, you are stuck with the same test. And you've been resentful, you've been doubting and questioning, but rather than doubting or questioning blaming god let's look at it from today's passage there are things in which the god really wants to filter there are areas where the god really wants to minister you because he loves you he doesn't want to lose you he wants to make you whole and not just individually but even in your family there are things that god is filtering God is making your family pure. And He's asking the question what would you choose? Would you choose God's grace? Would you choose God's forgiveness? Let's ask the Holy Spirit to minister to us and strengthen us so that ultimately uh, the gospel and who we really are will be revealed. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your only Son, Jesus Christ, who enter into the ultimate test to save us, to choose to die, to choose to to pour out the blood, to choose love, to choose to forgive. But Lord, in the midst of our various tests, we fail and we lack and we stumble. But Lord, that you want to reveal who you are, and we want to reveal where we are. And from there, never to give up or to fail us, but to pick us up and to bring us back to you. So, Father, I pray that you will bless and you will empower, encourage every single person to respond to your gospel today. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus, unconditional love of our God the Father, fellowship and conviction of the Holy Spirit be upon the people of God, who are the children of God, who are the followers of Jesus Christ. To follow Christ Even if we fall, even if we stumble to get back, now and forevermore.